Hello, so today Virgil Abloh passed away and I just wanted to take a moment to say my condolences. Um, I was not, you know, like a hype beast for him. I'm not a hype beast at all, um, but I always respected what he did and what he has done for the world, for pa- for fashion, for people, for young people how much he changed everything, how much his creations changed everything, his work, his ethic, his strength, his ability to transform the fashion industry and transform the world and ultimately transform all of our perceptions of what can be done and what is actually the limit, which is the sky and how deep that sky can go, how far it can go, um, and how far we can go. Anyway, um, I just wanted to take a moment to say that um, when I first recorded the first half of this podcast, this is before the news broke. Anyway, um, rest in peace to a legend, never to be forgotten, always to be felt, a soul never dies and so may he rest in paradise as we continue on his mission down here on earth and that's all thank you virgil thank you for everything hello um i wanted to just talk (laughs) to be honest i just wanted to talk um I I often, I don't know if I'm the only one, probably not, but I just get into these moods where I just, nothing can satisfy me. I want to read, but then I read and I'm unsatisfied and that I blame myself. Um, I'm currently reading Playing in the Dark by Toni Morrison and I wanted to read the preface before I started reading the book. But honestly, I should just, I should have just read the book, but like I should have just started from chapter one. I have this whole thing where people tell you that like, you know, things are organized in a certain way and it's organized in a certain way for a specific reason. And this is something I've dealt with my whole life, but it just gets to the point where it's like, yeah, I understand. I appreciate it. It should be that way. It doesn't mean I'm going to intake it that way. And that happens all the time. Like, that's something that I notice even when I'll say certain things to my friends. And I'll be saying certain things for a specific reason. But they may not... It's not even that they don't take it that way. It's that, like, they don't even approach it from that same perspective. And I feel like that's very vague. Basically, what I mean, it's like, I could try to tell my, give my friend some advice about the next type of job that she's trying to get but she's thinking about you know the type of house she wants to live in so she hears the advice that I'm giving and she's applying it to you know the house and not the job the way that I had intended and you know what that's okay because the fact that you created what you created like the fact that I gave her advice about a job Whenever she can, whenever she's ready, whenever she's meant to, when she goes back to it, she will hear that, she will see that, because that is the reality, that is the truth, that is what I was talking about. How does this tie in with the book? The preface will always be there. I literally could have just skipped it, but because I didn't skip it, I just spent the past few minutes 
frustrated, irritated, annoyed because I didn't want to read it. Like, I literally don't like reading prefaces. <laughs> and that's not always a thing. I just usually don't like to read them when I first start a book. Like, I like to usually read a book first and then go back to the preface. And honestly, that's how it's typically written anyway. So it makes sense. There's, But it matters that the preface is in the beginning, though, because that is the point of a preface. But I didn't have to read it first. And that's just my point. Anyway. So now I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. I wanted to watch something. But I read that preface and it really just irritated me so much because I wasn't paying attention. I I read it. But it's like... I feel like I only took like half of the information and that pissed me off because it's like I respect this woman I value this book and I value it because the person who recommended it to me is someone who I respect so it's just like okay but now I'm just annoyed now I am just annoyed anyway I just had to get that out I do want to record an episode but there isn't really anything else I want to say besides just emotionally react to my reality so I'm gonna stop this here but I'll be back and when I come back hopefully I'll have much more to say and it probably won't be about this but a little fun intro anyway right so today is definitely an episode of random things because um there's nothing there's no one thing I want to talk about there's just a bunch of different things that have come up in my head and I just wanted to mention them so this is a bunch of segments um, even though if you're listening to this on like Spotify or I think Apple Music or literally anything besides Anchor, and even with Anchor, I don't know if it shows you the segments at all. So I say segment, but would you even know? Anyway, um, I really quickly wanted to talk about the whole Kevin Durant situation and, um, you know, the quote unquote ashiness of his ankles and his leg, whatever, his calf, whatever. Um, and then also I saw this tweet that was showing like his hair, um, and, um, like his beard and everything. And I don't expect most people, quite frankly, to hear what I'm about to say. Um, but I wanted to talk about this because I think one day this will be the general consensus. Um, and I just wanted to have this here for the record uh because i don't want to have to say this again but um people think that they're funny when in actuality they just find cruelty to be entertaining and amusing and that comes from oppression right that comes from white supremacy that comes from living in a society a world a culture Uh, a community, a group, however the hell you want to talk about it, how we classify things, the fact that we exist within capitalism, which is literally a prejudicial, is prejudicial a word? I think it is, (laughs) but a prejudicial system uh, by nature, that is the essence of capitalism, is to be prejudiced, um, to have a winner and a loser that create, that perpetuates a culture of justification um when it comes to putting people beneath you it is earned right it is deserved i say all this to say that 
I had watched uh, this YouTuber, Jay Aubrey, who I love, Jaubrey, as he calls himself in his ads, but I just read it as Jay Aubrey. Um, he had made a video about Lil Tay, and back in like 2017, when Lil Tay was, um, you know, really popping off on the internet, I was 21, and I just remember being extremely uncomfortable. I remember, especially in like 2018, like Jesus Christ, when I think about that era, you had XXX out, like Tentacion, you know, rest in peace, you had him out, Lil Tay, fucking Trippy Red was really blowing up, like it was the SoundCloud rap era, it was Woe Vicky, Bad Baby, like that was a wild ass time. <laughs> time so i was like i was um fashion school was getting ready to move out 2018 is when i moved out like that was an era that was a time that was a time to be alive i ain't gonna lie and not necessarily because it was you know copacetic but because it was um it was an era like it was an era of craziness it makes me think of how when we look back on like the early thousands like britney spears like when we think about like the paparazzi and like when we think about like amy winehouse rest in peace like it's like that type of crazy era where you're like you look back now and you're like that shit was allowed like that's 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 kind of what it was like it was, it was crazy but um but it was a moment anyway but um I was watching his video about Lil Tay, J. Aubrey, and I I had commented, I was saying like, you know, because uh, somebody had made this other comment. Anyway, these details don't matter. Anyway, it's just that like, I was not comfortable watching or endorsing or feeding into Lil Tay because she was a literal child. And I did not know, obviously, all of the things that we know now about her family and about like all of that shit. But what I did know for sure was that she was a child and clearly for her to be able to be in these places, do these things, adults or, you know, in her case of her brother, he was not an adult, but he was 16. But obviously, I doubt he could have done any of that without his mother's permission. So I always thought adults. I always thought about their mom. Always. I never once did not think about their mom. I thought about their mom before I even thought about that brother, because when I found out he was a teenager, I was like, okay, well, He's he's not as much of a child as she is, but he's still a fucking child, right? Always thought about the mother. Anyway, so I was like, adults have to be endorsing this. And they were endorsing this. Like, you had people trying to give her deals, brand deals. You had people promoting her. Like, she was able to literally create a huge platform that could not have been done without adults co-signing this and i did not want to feed into it because after bad baby i and here's the thing again more unpopular opinions i don't expect people to hear this i know people hate bad baby i understand why people have like their reasons for disliking bad baby their reasons for not wanting to feed into her in any sort of way meaning like not even give her support like a lot of people that i know um they feel they understand that you know she was a child whatever so they just choose to disengage which i i can understand and i can respect i think that disengaging is a good thing to do however behind closed doors they still hold this animosity towards her and in 2021 bad baby just turned 18 this year and i don't think people really think about that i think people i've, I've seen people talk about it much more now but it's too late she's already 18 now this girl was 13 years old and she was going through God knows what, because everyone just like, oh, she's disrespecting her mother. But nobody once for two seconds sat there and was like, 
I wonder what she's going through. People just assumed, like people just assumed, especially, and when I'm saying people, I'm not talking about the kids. I'm not talking about teenagers. I am talking about grown ass adults. I was, I was literally a, um, intern when like Cash Me Outside came out in like 2016. And literally I was so irritated because like there was this grown-ass woman she was the owner of the um agency that i was interning at and all of these other adults who were watching this and laughing at her and i was just like she's a fucking child like do you understand that and like do you understand that when children behave in certain ways it comes from their environment they're literally too young to genuinely just come up with a persona that was not built upon something that they're constantly surrounded by. And then when that video came out, I think like a year later of her mom beating her and people were like, that's good for her. I was like, y'all are fucking, y'all all need therapy. Like I was just like, this is disgusting. I don't think this is funny. I don't think making fun of her is funny. And as the years gone on and people just shit on her as if like, again, I need to stress this. I understand what people are saying but at the end of the day none of that is her fault her benefiting from all this shit that she's benefiting from is not her fault these black male rappers that are literally co-signing and writing for her, and i know it's probably not just the black male rappers but those are the only people i really see that wrote for her that featured with her and again i you know what i'm not trying to like get my point lost because i said males and i'm not trying to trigger people because there were definitely women that worked with her as well but my point is you had other people again the same thing with Lil Tay and I promise all this will go back to Kevin Durant I promise but it's like you had all of these people helping her get to where she is now but everyone blamed her everyone shot on her you know why because it's easier and I really want you guys to know this this is a thesis it's so much easier to blame the victim it is so much easier it's easier because they're the victim. They're quite literally the least, the least powerful in the situation. They have the least amount of power in the situation. So if you shit on them, you lose nothing. And you gain this false, this falsely earned sense of like justice or righteousness because you bullied a child. Like, Anyway, I'm not trying to get too deep into it because, again, I need to get back to Lil Tay and get back to Kevin Durant. But my point is, these kids, right, they get shat on because they are used as entertainment. They are pawns to add more money to all of the adults' pockets around them. Because adults know if a kid does it, the kid will get all the hate but not face any real legal type repercussions because they're kids right like the kids quite literally have less to lose in materialism because they're children they don't really own anything and they don't they're not even allowed to own their own life yet i know that sounds weird but meaning like until they're 18 they're not responsible for themselves so when it comes to building up their name, their legacy, themselves, like it's it's not really much that they can do. Like quite literally, they're just powerless. So they just get a lot of heat, a lot of hate. And people in, in our world, this comes from just 
human evolution like we are we are still learning so many things but cruelty is very much accepted very much seen as the norm in life and life is cruel the world is quite cruel but people often use that cruelty to justify their shitty behaviors behaviors that they can quite literally change and grow from excuses anyway anyway i'm sorry i feel like you guys are probably losing me let's go back to Lil Tay. I just feel like Bad Baby is a another perfect example of that. But then you have Lil Tay where she's going through all of this and I'm just sitting here like, this is fucked up. And again, I had no idea that it was as bad as it was, but I did have a feeling she was obviously being coached. I had a feeling that like maybe she was just hanging out with the wrong kids or hanging out with the wrong people. And like they were like encouraging her to do these things because again, like controversy like leads to more views, more likes and money because adults are quick to endorse anything that will give them money. Capitalistic system things. But it's just like, I forget my fucking point. Okay, (laughs) I was talking about Kevin Durant. So let's get back to Kevin Durant for a second and I promise I'll tie it all together. You don't know what people are going through right and even just the fact that like virgil abloh passed away today and like you know he had he was dealing with cancer for two years and none of us knew and it's the same thing with chadwick boseman whose birthday is quite literally today right and it's just it's just is crazy to me but anyway so you have people actually chadwick boseman is another example like he was also battling cancer but he lost a significant amount of weight and people were making fun of it before he died because people didn't know why he was so skinny and this again perfectly ties back into kevin durant where it's like that ashiness on his calves slash ankle whatever i doubt that was ashiness i think it was dirt and that's not me trying to say that like he's dirty whatever but it's like ashiness doesn't look like that for like it to be that extreme it has to be dirt mixed with ashiness because it's like very very extreme buildup, right and ashiness is ashy but it's kind of a thin layer because it's not really a buildup. it's just your skin being dried out but that looked like a buildup, right and so when I saw that tweet about like his hair, which was, you know, he was losing hair, but also like basically he just looks unkept. And the thing is, people assume that if you have money and basically I'm be real with you, people assume that like you don't even have to have money. If you are not telling people that you have problems, people just assume you don't have any problems, which I don't ever understand. I don't understand why you have to tell people that you have problems for them to understand that you have problems every but it goes back again this could be so long so many rantings but it's like this goes back to the fact that people legitimately believe that there are people in the world who don't have problems like that's what the issue is everyone always think woe is me my life is the hardest my life sucks every like you know what i'm saying and it's okay to think your life sucks it's okay to feel your pain it's okay but to sit there and constantly like tell yourself that nobody has it as bad as you that like literally like to look at people that you don't even know that well and i say that because it's like clearly if you knew them well enough you would know what their problems are and it's even worse because you also have some people who they know what your problems are and they still dismiss it and belittle it because they would rather feel like a fucking victim all the goddamn time and when i was a child i was kind of a victim of this but i never thought my life was the hardest i was just complaining like my life was the hardest but i was very aware that other people had problems you know what i'm saying and the older i get the more i become that way and i'm just mentioning that because you know i'm not trying to make myself sound perfect i'm not trying to make myself sound like i'm above this behavior but i'm aware of this behavior i understand this behavior and i constantly combat it because because everyone's always going through something 
doesn't matter how much money you have doesn't matter what you look like you're a human being you have feelings you have emotions they're sensitive to your environment that you react to your environment and we live in a cruel world filled with cruel people unintentionally cruel and intentionally cruel it affects every single person how it affects you is dependent on your class what you look like all these other things like the how is a huge dependent variable but ultimately should i say independent variable y'all know i'm trying to say i think it's independent because that's what changes anyway yes it's independent variable not dependent variable but at the end of the day we all have problems like we all have shit that we're dealing with and i'll be real with you the worst problems in life cannot be solved with money that's what makes them the worst problems sickness death you know depression and i know people are like oh you know you can you have more access to mental health and i'm like yeah but i'm gonna be real a lot of therapists suck sorry like a lot of like the therapy all these like anything is only as good as the person doing it and again this world is not like this world has so many issues so many problems bro a lot of people be like oh my gosh social justice warriors i'm like no but you understand that we exist and we talk about these things because we understand how all of these different things come together to create the world that is cruel a cruel world that we all have to live in and we could literally make it better if we all just changed our behavior like that's literally the point <laughs> that'll always be the point and no one's ever going to stop fighting for that because it's like that's that's the only way to make the world a better place anyway any fucking way with kevin durant we have no idea what this man is going through and i'll be honest with you when people are unkept he wasn't always like this you know what i'm saying so it's like when people are unkept it's a sign of going through something like i'm not gonna sit here and diagnose him with like depression or anything like that but nobody knows what he's going through we don't know his life we don't know this man right i don't care how much you read about him like you don't actually know him and it's like i understand that people like to like make jokes i understand that people like to laugh but it's always at the expense of other people and i don't understand that i don't like that personally but people like to make fun of others like that is a huge thing and it's like it's funny because you know dave Chappelle, all these things like comedians whatever a lot of old comedians are saying that like oh my god like comedy is dead like everyone is so sensitive but it, to me it's just funny because i'm like honestly people are a bit more aware i wouldn't say that they're sensitive i would just say that they're more aware of the effects of certain jokes but we still have a long way to go because like with Chadwick Boseman, for example, I remember seeing how skinny he was and just being like, but like, why is this funny? Like, I never thought that was funny. I, I, from the moment I saw him, the lightest thing I thought was like, okay, maybe it's for a role. But then I thought to myself about how this has been a, a running conversation for a lot of people where they're like, should actors lose? Like, you know, method acting, like the dangers of method acting. Like a lot of actors will gain a bunch of weight in a short period of time or lose a bunch of weight in a short period of time for a role and whether or not that's healthy for them. So I was thinking like it was for a role and I was just kind of like... You know, like, I don't know if he should be that committed to whatever role he's about to do. And I also wondered if he was sick, but I didn't want to think about obviously something as dark as that and as grim as that for reasons that we ended up, you know, living through his death, his passing, rest in peace and also happy birthday to Chadwick Boseman. But my point is that, like, why is it that people want to just laugh when they see someone 
in an unpleasant state like why is that people's first intentions within the black community i see that and when i say black i mean that even within the diaspora like that's something you see even like in african communities like i see it within my family whatever so when i say black i really mean like black right and that comes from oppression colonialism white people white supremacy being like cruelty that we have been subjected to for centuries and centuries and centuries like that there's a reason right but my point is when i ask why i'm like no you should ask yourself why is it that if you see someone in an unpleasant state why is your first reaction to laugh like if you see someone is unkept why is that funny why does that upset you because if someone's unkept it's rarely ever as simple as like they just want to be because even if it's because they don't care about themselves that's even more reason to question whether or not they're okay you know like and again i just feel like it comes from this whole idea where people just think that everyone is better off than them i feel like a lot of people think like for example kevin durant is a basketball player he makes mad money and i think people just assume what problems could he possibly have it's like just because somebody doesn't have your problems does not mean that they don't have problems just because somebody doesn't have your problems doesn't mean that their problems are less less of a problem than yours like like you know like why is your life and your pain and everything that you've been through the standard that you're holding to everybody else when you literally live a completely and entirely different life from this person and from many people if not every single person in this world why is it that people don't question that because again i understand why people are like that i mean specifically with black people i understand why black people are like that I can also see that within other races, other groups, other cultures. It all just comes from the fact that hurt people hurt people. These are things that have happened to people, so they do it to other people. But my question is, why hasn't? Why don't more people question their behavior? Why don't more people change? You know, like, for example, like I said, I think that in the future, everything I'm about to say is going to become much more thought about. I think much more people are going to talk about this. But people are going to start talking about this because, again... I bring up Lil Tay because when this was happening back in like 2017, 2018, like people didn't really question it. People didn't want to think about the fact that like maybe this girl's in a bad situation. Like that was like one of the like that was something like if we were to go back in time and you were to like jet like really voice this out, people would get mad at you. The same way I expect people to listen to this and get mad at me, like people would get mad at you if you were like, if you like made a YouTube video back in early 2018 trying to empathize with Lil Tay. They would be like, why are you trying to like say that her behavior is okay, even though that's literally not what you're saying? Or they would be like, why should we empathize with her when she's literally doing something wrong? It's like she's a literal fucking child. Like she does not have that much awareness or understanding of quite literally anything. She is learning how to even learn, how to even process. That is what children are doing. They're learning how to even exist in a way. Like, babies don't even know how to fucking sit up straight when they're born. Like, literally, I don't understand people don't realize where it's like, no, no, no. Like, kids literally don't know how to do anything and have to learn every single thing from scratch. They're good at pretending like they're much more aware or understand more than they actually do because that is what adults 
put on them that is something that adults make them look like so many adults and we all can attest this in our lives we have so like most adults in our lives if not our parents but schools guardians like you know police officers like so many adults look at children and be like well you know you need to act a certain way you need to have a certain level of maturity you need to be a certain way regardless of where they're at regardless of their life adults are always putting this standard on children that they don't even fucking understand all they know how to do is mimic and just be obedient and then you have the kids who are not obedient who refuse to mimic it and those kids are labeled as bad kids as awful kids anyway if you were back in like 2018 trying to talk about Lil Tay, trying to like give reason or trying to ask people to question their behavior or to take a step back, they would have attacked you. And I'm not saying that like this, this is what this happens all the time. And then people in the future are like, oh, they look back and they're like, oh my God, because the truth is revealed. But my whole point is, why do we have to keep doing this? Like, why do we have to keep going through these experiences so many times like when bad baby came out i think it was earlier this year if not the end of last year but i think it was earlier this year when she came out about the fucking um school that she went the reform school that she went through and everything that she went through and people still didn't empathize with her people still were like oh my god well that doesn't excuse her behavior or what she's done it's like that is not her fault she participated in it because she quite literally did not have much choice she really didn't what's she gonna do stay with her mom We've seen her on live go off about her dad in that relationship. What is she going to do? Are you going to take care of her? You're not even nice to her. Like, my point is be realistic. Like, what do you expect people to do when you shit on them? What do you expect people to do when you back them up in a corner and tell them that the way that they are, regardless of whatever they're going through, is invalid? It doesn't matter. It's wrong. The way that you are is wrong. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think the what the fuck do you think is going to happen? At that point, they've they literally have already lost your respect, your empathy, like your compassion. There's quite literally nothing for them to gain anymore. And they even had a chance. They never even had a chance. So, of course, whoever opens their arms out to them are the first people. Oh my god, my parents are talking. Give me a second. Okay, I'm gonna like finish this. So if you hear my parents in the back, I'm so sorry. One day I'll have a studio and we just won't have these problems anymore. Anyway, but um, even though I probably may look back and like hear them in the background and just be like, oh my god, my parents. Anyway, but um, <clears throat> also updates to come about RIP, like the follow up to that. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> like that episode. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, what do you expect people to do? Like, if the first people who open their arms out to them, which is usually the people who are going to exploit them, those are the people they're going to go to. The people who say, I empathize with you. I, I have compassion towards you. Like, the people who tell them the things that they want to hear, of course they're going to go into that. And kids are the most susceptible to that because they literally have no one else. They don't even have the ability to take care of themselves. And when I say I have the ability, I quite literally mean they don't even have the life experience. They've only been here for like what, like what, 10, 11, 16, 17 years, which seems like a lot, but it really isn't. It really isn't. When you spend the first what, like you spend the first like seven eight years of your life just trying to grasp the concept of reality that's 10 years of your life where you're like oh you know i kind of understand reality 
And this bitch was 13. Like, Bad Baby was 13. I'm sorry, I'm like jumping back and forth between people. But Bad Baby specifically was 13 when this all started. Like, bro. Like, anyway, so then with Lil Tay, right? whole child whole little kid and you find out that her mom and her brother are allegedly i'm only saying that because i ain't trying to get sued for no shit but it's like are exploiting her quite literally exploiting this little girl to the point where her biological dad had to literally interfere take her away and we never heard from her again like because it was that bad and the fact that i can't even get over the fact that so many aspects of this entire situation was filmed but I'm assuming either her brother or her mother, which is so sad to me where I'm like, so your little sister's crying because her whole life is turning upside down because of your decisions and you're filming it so that you can use it to your advantage. Like, that's so fucked up. And I don't think people understand how fucked up it is. I mean, now we do. But at the time, even before it got to that, I'm like, but why do we have to get to that point? But it comes from the fact that, again, there's this mentality, this idea. And I don't believe it's necessarily the fault of the people that this happened, obviously. Them perpetuating it, you have to take responsibility for that. Because nobody else can change you but yourself. So, like, that's literally your responsibility. But the thing is, is I know this comes from the fact that this is what's marketed to us. This is what's advertised to us. This idea that, like, privilege exists. And I know privilege exists, okay? I'm aware that privilege exists. But this idea that there really is such thing as a, as an existence where there is no pain. Where there is no suffering. That doesn't exist, that does not exist. Everybody suffers. The amount that they suffer, how they suffer, that differs. But everybody suffers. And worst, worst of all, you may look at someone's problems. And again, it may not be the same as yours. And you may wish you had their problems, but they've never even had your problems. They can't even fathom your problems. This is the end of the world to them. It's the same way with like little kids. Like They've never experienced most things because they're literally new to the world. So it affects them more. Like when you fall on the ground and you scrape your knee, like you get used to that. That pain is not that bad. You've, you've gone through enough. You know what I'm saying? By the time you're like, what, 12, 13, 14, like by then you're like, all right, I can handle this. Get a paper cut. You're fine. But when you're like four, that shit hurts. You're just like, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? But then, but then think about kids, for example, who get beaten from the time that they're fucking like two years old, abused by this, like as toddlers, as infants. They may look at a kid that's four when they're four, get a paper cut and cry like a little baby about it because they're a baby. And then look at that kid like, bitch, why are you crying? It's a paper cut. I've had my arm ripped out of my socket before. Like, and that's my point. Like, It's like people just want to sit there and complain pain, but they just use that to justify their cruelty upon that person because people think that they're justified and valid to believe that just because they've decided that someone has not suffered as much as they have, that they're allowed to inflict more suffering onto them. Who the fuck do you think you are? Like a lot of people think like that. Which is why, again, I don't expect people to listen to this and like it. I feel like I'm going to get attacked for I get attacked for shit like this all the time. I've always felt these type of things. And people always felt like I didn't have a sense of humor. People always felt like I was always ruining things. People always felt like I was too serious. But it's because it's like, bro, like, think about it. But they don't want to think about it because reality is hurt. People hurt people. They're in pain. They're upset. They're angry. They're resentful. They don't want to feel bad for you because they feel like nobody feels bad for them. But that's not sustainable. 
And nobody's ever going to feel bad for you if you quite literally never feel bad for them. That's why so many people, when they get their just, like when justice is served onto them, right? Okay, that sounds weird. But basically, like when people get their karma in whatever which way, they want to sit there and cry and be like, everything sucks. And they're valid. Like, bitch, this is your life. You need to process your emotions. That's the only way you can overcome it. So you could do that. But everybody does this. Even I have done this when I had to face my karma and probably will in the future. Like, this is life, okay? But people, they always do this thing. And some are some are much more, much more worse than others. But people have to face their karma. People have to go through things and learn their lesson but instead of learning their lesson they want to get empathy and sympathy from other people and even the way that they try to do that you can just tell that they're not empathetic or sympathetic people themselves they're just facing a very 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 hard situation and they want other people to make them feel better and it's like no you're in this situation because of your life decisions because of who you've chosen to be You have to analyze that. You have to process that. You have to do something about that. Because other people have to do that for themselves. They don't have time for you. I'm sorry. And again, I've had to go through this. We all have to go through this. But there are people who will eat their food or eventually eat their food after some resistance. And you have some people who will throw that whole plate away and be like, nah, bitch, I refuse. And those tend to be the worst people you'll ever meet. Those are the people who will never take accountability for their actions. Those are the people who are become damn near delusional by the time they're adults. Because, and when I say adults, I mean like more mature, like 30 plus or like 40 plus. Like those are the worst people you'll meet because they will do all of these horrible things to people. And anytime something bad happens to them, you just see them complaining. You just see them upset. You just see them blaming on other people. And it's like, well, what did you do? And again, that's not victim blaming. Again, nobody's trying to take away your pain. Like I said, you have every right to feel your pain. But how you deal with your pain says a lot about who you are and your character and also reveals how you probably got into whatever situation you're in. And real quick side note. Anyone who listens to this and thinks and gets like defensive, whether in their head or out loud, and thinks to themselves, well, starts listing all these things that they could not control, these bad things that happened to them, that doesn't justify you being cruel to other people. I don't give a fuck what you've been through. It doesn't justify you now becoming an abuser in somebody else's story, in somebody else's life. They didn't abuse you. They didn't hurt you. They didn't do anything to you. In fact, they're probably doing, in your eyes, better than you are. And you chose to hurt them for that. You were not the victim here. Even if you're a victim in all of these other circumstances, you are the perpetrator in this situation. And again, I'm not saying this on a high horse. I'm saying this because I've had to learn this. I've had to eat my food. I still struggle with all of the things I've done in my life. But at the end of the day, it is my responsibility to take accountability for my actions. It is my responsibility to overcome Whatever I'm going through that makes me hurt other people, whether intentionally or unintentionally. That is not anybody else's job. But so many people walk around and expect this to be other people's problems and complain and want to become sociologists and be like, yeah, this is why this is everybody else's problem. And it's like, no, but this is your problem. Quite literally, it's your problem. And you're trying to make it other people's problem by abusing them and hurting them and ridiculing them and humiliating them and belittling them and dismissing them without even getting a chance to know them you're just jealous and you may be jealous for 
a reason that isn't even real. Again, it's just your perception. Is this person's life actually better than yours? Or do you just think it's better because you don't know the, the severity of their life problems or how their problems affect them as a person? Really, like, think about that. Why don't people think about that? Because it's not taught? Like, I'm trying to think to myself, if I was taught this, and I feel like a lot of people are not taught this, but they still learn this somehow in their life. So clearly there's a way to learn this without it being directly taught to you, whether it be by your parents or the people who raised you or people in your environment. But that's neither here nor there. I've digressed. Anyway, back to my point with Kevin Durant. I just think it's really distasteful that people just make fun of people so much so easily. And like, again, I understand humor. I understand if someone does something that you find to be ridiculous, you may want to laugh at that. You may want to talk about that. But it's like with social media and things like that, it really begs the question of like, why don't you just do that in private? Not because you're fake, not because you're a coward, but because you understand that you have no idea what this person could possibly be going through. And maybe you just want to get some jokes off because that doesn't make you a bad person. You know what I'm saying? Like having jokes at the expense of somebody else doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. I think that's a very normal thing. But the way that people just don't even give a shit about how their jokes could possibly affect the person that they're laughing at is beyond me. Because everybody will then sit there and be like, well, what about me? What was me if they become the butt of the joke? You know? Anyway, with, for example, I think I'm going to say this as I'm going to start closing this off because I think I've said everything I wanted to say, but I just don't think the whole Kevin Durant thing is like that funny because I think it's quite sad. Like, I don't understand, like when I saw, like, especially when I saw that one tweet with like him just looking unkept and I'm like, a lot of people have been suffering for the past like two years because of the pandemic alone and because of all of the conditions that we now have to live through because of this pandemic, the stress and not only the stress in like our lives, but in the people that we care about, care about's lives. I don't know if that's conjugated properly, but like, we don't know his life. We don't know what he's going through. We literally don't know. And I'm not saying you have to care But I just think it's sad that people don't care, or at least that people aren't even trying to care. That's not even a thought to care. That the first thing to do is to laugh, poke fun, make fun, to belittle, to dismiss, to anger someone. And then when they get angry and respond to laugh at them. And again, I'm not saying people are bad people for this. I'm just genuinely asking why is this your response? Why is this the culture? And I'm not saying, how do we get here? I'm saying, why do we still do this? Why haven't we learned from Chadwick Boseman specifically? Because I don't want to go too far. Like, why haven't we learned from Chadwick Boseman? Lil Tay, to me, even though she was quite big, I think this kind of a, I don't think she's someone that has affected the people as much as Chadwick Boseman has, because, you know, he was a he was Black Panther and he he was an actor and Lil Tay is just mostly people who were like a part of the internet culture or whose kids showed their parents like internet culture and something you know what I'm saying, 
But it's like, why haven't we learned from this? With Bad Baby, like, why haven't we learned from this? I see people talking about it now, where people are kind of like, damn, like, now that I think about it. But my whole point is, why do we inflict this type, like, this type of behavior onto people? Like, why do we hurt people? And then years later be like, damn, that was wrong. Because at the end of the day, like, what we say when we realize something is wrong hasn't changed. It applies to all of you. That's why I keep using these people as examples, because it all applies to them. This all applies to them. So why do we still have to keep learning the same lesson? Why don't people find another way to be funny? People are telling these comedians like Dave Chappelle, like, you need to find another way to be funny. Maybe you're not funny. But what about people, though? It seems like Dave Chappelle would get into a lot. And I'm not real quick. Just let y'all know. I'm about to like low-key defend Dave Chappelle. But it's not, I'm not defending Dave Chappelle. It's just going to sound like I'm defending Dave Chappelle. I'm just bringing up a point. But it's like, why do we hold Dave Chappelle to a certain standard that we don't even hold ourselves to? And I feel like that's kind of the point of a lot of his problematic takes, which he tries to make as jokes. But it's like, this is not funny. Like, this is not funny. That's why it's like, that's, I don't think he understands that like, this is not funny. Like, I know you're trying to make it funny, but, like, where we're at in the world, like, read the room. Like, it's just not funny to us. We don't think it's funny. <laughs> we're just not funny. It's just not funny to us. I get it. You think it's funny. Maybe people in your generation, your group, y'all find it funny, but we do not find it funny. Because we are younger, and we are literally living with the effects of the actions that you and your generation has taken that's brought us here. So it's not funny. It's not funny. Anyway, back in the day, why do we hold him to a certain standard but not ourselves? Why do we hold him to a certain standard but not the internet? Why do we hold him to a certain standard but not us? Not you, not me. Like, why is it that Dave Chappelle needs to do so much more than we do? Because he's famous? I know, I feel like that's like a really traditionalist view. Like, I feel like a lot of people listen to it, I'm like, yeah, he has more power. And it's like, you have power too, bro. He didn't make fun of Kevin Durant. You and millions of other people did. And it's like, you may think to yourself, well, even if I had stepped out of it, a bunch of other people would have done it. But do you understand that each and every one of you make up the people? If we all the same way everyone came together to make fun of Kevin Durant, like if we all came together, just be like, you know what? We don't know what he's going through, so we're just not going to laugh about it, or at least not like this. We're not going to publicly humiliate him, publicly shame him, because we don't know what he's going through. And that's the thing with, the, with Virgil Abloh's death, right? Everyone kept tweeting that today, and it pissed me off, because I was just like, y'all always say this, but it doesn't change your behavior. Like, with Chadwick Boseman, that's the biggest example, where it's like, people were clowning the fuck out of that picture out of him and i it was never funny that's my it was never funny whether or not we knew he was sick whether or not he passed away that was never funny why is making fun of someone's opinion like appearance funny why is someone going through something why is something that we see as negative funny why is that funny 
Like, that's, like, why is that funny? It makes me think of, like, ch- like childhood when people are bullies. And everyone's, like, think like, I don't know if people really talk about this. I, I'm an adult now, so this, we don't talk about this that much. And I, I feel like in my life, around most people, everyone thinks that I talk about childhood the most. Because I do. Because I reflect on it. I want to process it, analyze it, grow from it. Anyway. But it makes me think of like bullies, right? The stereotypical jocks bullying other people. And it's like the other popular kids thinks it's funny. But like, why do they think it's funny? Why is it funny to hurt someone? Why is it funny when someone gets hurt? Why is that funny? And people will come up with things like, it's human nature. It's like, all of that shit's bullshit. It's not funny. <laughs> like it's just not funny like it's not funny i'm sorry like i know people go all right but i'm just i'm here to tell you it's not funny because if it can i'm gonna be real with you if it cannot stand the test of time it was never funny you just thought it was funny but it was never actually funny because if it was actually funny it would have always been funny you know what i'm saying like it's that whole thing where like things don't age well but it's like it doesn't age well because you you grow wiser and you realize that the reason why you thought it was funny was because you didn't understand so many things that was always true in that moment you were just ignorant you just didn't know but it still wasn't funny because even whether or not you didn't know doesn't change the fact that that was going on, that that was the truth. Whether or not we didn't know that Chadwick Boseman had cancer never changes the fact that he had cancer. It was never funny. I don't think making fun of Kevin Durant in this manner is funny. I don't think him being that ashy is funny. It's just not funny. I don't think him looking unkept is funny. It's not funny. When people look like that, it's because they don't care. And when people don't care like that, it's because something else is bothering them. Something else is taking their attention away from themselves. And that is concerning. It's concerning. When people look at depression or anxiety or or mental illness of any kind, one reoccurring symptom you will see is this apathy towards self-care. No matter what mental illness someone has, that is something that you will see for most mental illnesses, if not every single one of them, is people just not caring about taking care of themselves because their mind is preoccupied with whatever the fuck they're going through. The last thing that they care about is taking care of themselves because what is that going to do? It's not going to help them from whatever the hell they're focusing on, whatever problems that they have. So why is it funny to make fun of someone who is not taking care of themselves? Why is that funny? Why is the first reaction to laugh at that? Because it's easier. Because people have laughed at you. So now you want to laugh at someone else. Tell me I'm wrong. If that's not why it's funny, tell me why it's funny. Because I just don't see it. And it's frustrating and it's fucking annoying. When people are laughed at. And then they go through something or people find out what they were going through. And then they want to sit there with this fake ass wisdom like, oh, my God, you never know what someone's going through. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even know. That's usually what people say. Or people just start attacking the people who abuse that person. But I'm like, but you were a part of that. Because if you had not laughed at them, if you had not endorsed this, that person would not have kept abusing them. Because there would have been no incentive. There would have been no reason to. So, I just ask, why is that funny? Why is other people suffering? Why is other people struggling? Why is that 
funny to you. And if it's not funny to you, you probably would sit here and be like, I completely agree. But if you listen to this and you feel defensive, don't at me. At yourself. Why? Sit there, write it out in an essay. Because I'm sure you'll find out you have so much internal trauma that you probably did not process. That you probably never really took the time to understand as many of us have or do or whatever, however you would use that preposition. Anyway, again, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you human. But it does say a lot about your character, where you're at right now, how much you've learned from life in general what you've taken in, what you've absorbed, what you have deemed is correct and right versus what is not and what is wrong. I just don't think that Kevin Durant thinks funny. Like, people are funny. Some jokes will be funny, whatever, but the actual situation is not funny. Like, I don't understand why he's going through it. And like I said, I don't think it's ashiness. I think it's dirt. As somebody who has literally dealt with depression her entire life and has had poor fucking hygiene when she was going through the worst in her life i can tell you that dirt looks like ashiness but it's not it's build up it just looks like ashiness because it's white but the build up is just white ashiness is a thin layer of whiteness even if it's extremely ashy you can still see the pig especially if you're black you can still see the pigment like you can still see the brown but when it's so built up that it looks like it's in cracks of your skin if it looks like you have cracks in your skin that comes from dirt now again i can't sit here and say that that was dirt but when i look at that i don't think haha he's so ashy and i remember also being first generation american it's like people would like make like laugh like if with people be like oh you need to wear lotion like that was like a joke And again, I'm first generation, so I don't understand black American. I did not understand black American culture like that, especially growing up. So, I mean, I understand it a little better now. Like, I'm not trying to say I don't understand it now. But it's like, I did not understand it that much when I was a kid. And I didn't understand why that was funny. I'm like, why is embarrassing me funny? Like, why is it funny to embarrass somebody? Like, why is that funny? (laughs) Like, Like, literally, why is that funny? And then people are like, oh my god, you're sensitive. But you didn't answer my question. Why is that funny? Is it fun for you to put somebody else down? Is it fun for you to press someone? It's like, it's not that serious, but it is. Because y'all are the same people. And that's my point. These are the same people. And I'm, I'm only using blackness as an example because I'm talking about black people because I'm a black person. But it's not just a black thing, you know? But it's just that, like, why is... Okay, back to what I was saying before with people who don't take accountability for the suffering that they have put onto others simply because they have suffered themselves. It's like, okay, but that same suffering that was inflicted upon you, how are you... Like, I just don't understand how you think you can commit that same crime and then... But expect to be treated differently. Because I'll be honest with you, people don't want to talk about this, but, like, white people go through a lot. And I don't mean, like, oh, my God, white people go through it. Like, no, that's what I'm talking about. I just mean that, like, like human beings, they go through some shit, too. So that is why you have a lot of white people, anytime you try to tell them about racism or prejudice or, like, they will get defensive. Because they're like, well, I have problems, too. And it's like, bitch, don't be saying you don't have problems. But now you're making your problems my problems, and that's not fair. Why does that not apply to you? Because you're not white? Because you don't have the same exact problems that they have? But the infliction is still the same. The actions are still the same. The perpetuation can continue because it's all the same. Nothing actually changes. 
And again, I don't want what I'm saying to get lost in this whole idea of like white people suffer as much as black people or more than black people. That's not my point. My point is I'm asking you to ask yourself, why is it that when somebody else suffers or is humiliated or is struggling, why is that entertaining to you? Why is that funny to you? Why do you want to join in and crack jokes on that too? And I'll be honest with you, it's really, really hard for me as a person to think this way and live this way because 99% of people that I see in my life are like this. They like to make fun of people. And then people always think that I'm just some weird, innocent, nice person because I don't like to do that. But I don't like to do that because I have been humiliated my entire life. I've been humiliated by black Americans. I've been humiliated by white Americans. I've been humiliated by Hispanics. I've been humiliated by Asians. I'm humiliated by everybody. Because number one, I'm an immigrant. I'm, I'm a child of, an immig- of immigrants because I'm ignorant to the culture that is dominant in this world. Like, not, not this world. I'm ignorant to the uh, culture that is in this country. I'm ignorant to the rules of cool. I'm ignorant to the rules of how to be. I'm ignorant to the rules of how to stay safe. I don't know anything that these people know, that they were raised to know, that that has been passed down from generations to generations. And so people laughed at me because they didn't understand me. And they didn't give a shit about trying to understand me. That's not the point. That's not what they were taught to do. They were taught to just laugh at anybody or anything that did not fit the mold that was crafted for them or crafted for all of us. Because that is how they were taught to fit the mold. That is how they were taught. That is how they were socialized. Through the fear of being humiliated. That is how they became obedient. But I wasn't even privy. I had no context. None. So I was constantly humiliated. No matter how genuine I was. No matter how sweet I was trying to be. I was always humiliated. I was always confused. I did not understand. And I'm not saying this as a woe is me. I'm saying that this is why I don't think this shit is funny. Because I know how people perceived me. And I also know what the fuck I was going through during that same exact time. So, I'm just not into this shit. I just don't think it's funny. And again... I'm not saying that you can't laugh at people. Because again, it's natural. Sometimes people do things you just don't understand. You can't help but laugh because you would never. You could never. And I get that with the Kevin Durant thing, like that's the point. A lot of people are just like, I just don't understand how we got to this point. But my whole thing is like, but why is it that when you don't understand something, that your first response is to just laugh to this extent to make so many jokes to this extent and i'm not saying kevin durant like for all we know he could probably listen to this one day and be like bitch i ain't even going through that much shit i just don't give a shit because i'm just tired right but that's not really my point because again i that's why i brought up all those other examples because i'm worried about bad baby i feel like by the time she's my age she's only 18 bro i'm scared that by the time she's my age like i don't know what the fuck she's gonna go through i don't know how life is gonna treat her after it's already treated her so cruelly 
Like, when her frontal lobe is done developing at 25, bitch, I look back at my life at 25 now, and it is like a completely different life. Because I can process it and understand it in a way that I literally, physically could not do before. And I get scared. What's going to happen when she's 25? Jesus, she's only 18. She still has more years to go until she gets there. What's going to happen to her? Who's going to be there for her? And again, she may have people who are there for her. I don't know, but I do know one thing. A lot of people hate her. A lot of people do not have any compassion towards her. No empathy towards her. None. Lil Tay, the damage has already, has already been done. It doesn't matter if you pray that she's doing better now. It's already been done. The worst has already happened. And she had to live through that as a child. With no one to have her back, with no one to care for her, with millions of people endorsing this and giving more fuel to her abuser's fire. And then Chadwick Boseman, that was a small thing, but I remember those jokes. I remember that. And I remember people not even caring because it... And this is something that's always true. This is what I meant too when I said that like, if you try to defend Lil Tay back in like 2018, same with Lil, with Bad Baby. If you try to defend Bad Baby, even now, I mean, it's a little better now, but anytime before now, but especially back in 2017. Or even if you try to say something about Chadwick Boseman, and I say this because I am always that person. I am the person, I've always been like this, always got bullied for this. And when I say bully, I don't mean like some dramatic thing. I just mean that technically it's bullying. But it's just like, I always got made fun of for this. For people, like, you take things too seriously. But it's just like, but like, sh- like, why are you being so mean, bro? Like, but like, why? You don't even know this nigga. Like, why are you being so mean? Why are you being so cruel? Right? And people have always responded to me when I would say things like that, when I would always respond to things like this, people would get mad at me and just be like, it's just funny. But it's like, is the joke really worth that much? Do you really care that little about somebody's experiences, how what you what your words can do to them? Like, does it really not matter that much to you? Like, is this joke that you want to get off really that funny? Is it really worth it? Because at the end of the day, whether or not that person knows that you made that joke, you're going to have to live with that. And that's going to affect you as a person and your view of yourself as a person. Because the people, because after Chadwick died, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have to live with the guilt of the jokes that they made beforehand. They have to look at themselves in the mirror like, what does this say about me? I made fun of somebody who was sick. Even though I didn't know he was sick, but it's like what I was making fun of happened because he was sick. And my and my response was to laugh at him, to make jokes about him. You know, and it's like you have to live with that. And that ties into what I was saying before, where hurt people hurt people, where people, they don't want to eat their food. They don't want to take accountability because it's overwhelming. They may have always viewed themselves as a victim or always viewed themselves as a certain way. But then after this has happened, now they look at themselves and they're like, am I even justified in feeling like a victim? Am I even justified in the pains that I've gone through? Yes, you are. But also you can also acknowledge that what you did was wrong. And again, it doesn't make you a bad person. Like 
we all we all and also i want to say like we do this unintentionally that's my whole thing where it's like that's why i keep saying like i get why people make fun of people like that's normal i bitch i want to laugh at people too the things that i laugh at though is different and how i laugh at people is very different because of these experiences because of everything that i'm saying i never want to go too far because at the end of the day i'm like okay it's not that it's not that serious you know, like, I'd rather, for, this is, this is gonna sound wild, but for real, more, like, maybe this is an ad for why people, there should be more art in the world, but it's like, you want to laugh at someone, you want to make fun of something, like, cre- like, watch Insecure or some shit, and, like, laugh at that, like, laugh at something that's, like, not actually real, but is about situations that are real, because at least that way, you may be laughing at something, you could be exercising that part of yourself, but without actually laughing at somebody's real life and somebody's real problems, you know, like you can do stuff like that. That is why art exists. And I feel like, you know, because of reality TV and like that shift in culture, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like that's also why we live in a world where it's like, when I say live in a world, but we live in a time right now where people really make fun of others. It goes back to the paparazzi thing. You know, it's it, like people were cruel to Britney Spears. But honestly, I'm gonna talk about Amy Winehouse. People were unnecessarily cruel to amy winehouse every time i think about that i just get sad and want to cry i mean i cry every time like people they just don't give a fuck about others but then they want to sit and cry what was me when nobody gives a fuck about them and here's the thing it's a part of life to be ignorant it's a part of life to have to learn the hard way sometimes so my question is why do we make it more so than it has to be we will always naturally laugh at suffering because that's just that's just how human beings are our entertain we we get entertained by certain things and those certain things are not always positive because sometimes it's funny not because that person's in, that person is in pain but because it was just so ridiculous what happened i understand that i am not saying that that's not a thing what i am saying though is why do you react the way that you react to things really analyze that understand that so that you can make sure that you're just not acting from a place of unchecked trauma like most of us are you know because again you can sit with your friends kiki laugh be like damn them ankles could start a fire but it's like everybody gaining up on like you know what i'm saying like have like millions of people or at least a million people just making jokes about this shit like that's a lot to deal with for one person no matter who that person is no matter how much shit they have that's a lot that's overwhelming it makes you feel bad it makes you feel embarrassed and i'm be real with you ashiness is just not that serious and again, even when it comes to ashes, I had to learn as a first generation American that a lot of these things, again, come from white supremacy, come from oppression, comes from the fact that black people always had to look perfect, had to look kept, had to smell good because there any chance that could be used like mm, anything that could be possibly used against them or something, anything could be used to devalue them. And that is why black people, especially black Americans, care a lot about appearances that whole stereotype that like black people will spend money and all like on clothes and sneakers but it comes from the fact that if a black person does not look exceptional 
And I don't mean look good. I mean exceptional. They will deal with unwarranted criticism, unwarranted prejudice, unwarranted suspicion directed at them. So looking exceptional matters. Also, if one black person smells bad or looks bad, people will use that as a reason to devalue the entire race. That's so much pressure on single people, on one person, on an individual. But also, it is so much pressure on an entire collective, an entire community of people. So I ask... What the fuck are you laughing at? Why is this funny to you? Why? Lastly, I also want to add that this is something as an African, right? I feel like I dealt with this a lot within Black American culture because white people, they won't say this shit to your face. So just know, I'm talking about Black people because I care about Black people. White people, they'll, they will do the cruelest shit, but they just won't do it to your face because that's just not how they run. That's not how they work, right? Because if they did that shit to your face, that's you, that's them giving you evidence, get, get literally handing you the ammunition. All you got to do is find a gun. <laughs> they ain't going to do that, okay? But my point is is like i dealt with this as an african and when i was younger i had horrible hygiene and i'm gonna be honest with you i still struggle with my hygiene to this day because of my depression when i'm good when i'm happy my hygiene isn't even a concern it's not even something i like you don't even understand i don't have to think about it i just take care of myself when i feel good but when i feel bad I don't want to take care of myself. It's literally a thought process. And this is something that stems from my childhood, from the sexual abuse that I experienced as an infant, as a toddler. And I remember being a kid and not wanting to shower because I felt alien to my body. So my response to trauma or to emotional overwhelm is to literally just wear the same clothes that makes me feel comfortable it's gonna TMI, but I just gotta be real with you. Like to smell the stench of my body, it makes me feel protected. Being dirty, being gross makes me feel protected because at least that way I know that even if someone makes fun of me or for smelling bad, they're not gonna fucking touch me. And that's what matters. Don't fucking touch me. You can say what you want, but don't touch me. So When I was growing up, being African, it's like making fun of people smelling bad, making fun of Africans smelling bad. In reality, a lot of Africans just smell differently. But again, people laugh or humiliate or make fun of things that they don't understand or make fun of things that are different or make fun of things that make them feel insecure or worry that this could be used against them somehow. Especially, like I said, when you're black and it's so easy for one black person to be used to hurt other black people, even if they don't even fucking know this black person, even if this black person isn't even American like them. I understand all of that. But what I ask is you, yourself, right now, today, with the power that you have, why is it that what you think is funny is funny? Why is it funny? I don't care ask your answer it to yourself you know what i'm saying i mean uh, that's dramatic i was like i don't care but you get what i'm trying to say like it's not about justifying yourself to me it's not even about justifying yourself period that's why i said i don't care it's not about justifying your actions it's about understanding your actions to make sure that you are not 
a part of the very problem that makes you suffer every single day. That is all I'm saying. That is all I'm asking. Why is this funny? Anyway, I'm done. Like I said, I don't expect people to hear me though, but I do think that in the future, inevitably, that this type of humor is just not going to be funny, especially to like the younger generation and shit like that. Like, I just feel like the same way we may look at Dave Chappelle now and be like, he's not funny, like him making these jokes is not funny. Like, that's going to be the same thing said about people, not just comedians, but the same people who think that making fun of somebody else is funny. Like, that's what Dave Chappelle does. He makes fun of other people. And I don't mean even like just now or today. I mean like just in general, old comedians, that's what they did. They made fun of people. And people are like, oh, we need new humor. We need new comedy. Like stop making jokes at the expense of other people, especially marginalized people or people who are already suffering. Like let's stop making them the joke. And I ask you, well, we should also start, you know, following that same advice for our individual selves and our individual lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's suffering in some way. And again, I'm not necessarily comparing exactly, like, Dave Chappelle making fun of, like, trans people to you making fun of someone that, like, is dealing with something in, like, your class or, like, at your job. Even though it is it is the same thing. It's just a different... It's just a different situation, but it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what someone's going through. And like I said, that shit pissed me off today. Everyone's tweeting that because of Virgil. But I'm like, but y'all are not going to listen to that. Like, you guys are going to sit there and be like, oh, man, you never know what someone's going through. And then, like, two months later, you're going to be clowning people again, not knowing what they're going through, not caring to know what they're going through. You know what I mean? It's just like, it doesn't invalidate that you're right. It doesn't change the fact that you're right. But just saying it without really embodying it is just, it's annoying because it's pointless. You're just wasting time. You're just wasting words. You're devaluing reality because it's like, yeah, you say all this like it means something, but is it going to actually change who you are and how you go about things? Because, for example, with Virgil, people say, you know what they're going through. Virgil died of cancer, right? Like he, like that is, that is out of anyone's control. But... People are much less inclined to be empathetic towards someone or share that same sentiment of you don't know what they're going through when it's something like buildup of dirt on their skin or something like ashiness or whatever the fuck. Because you're like, okay, well, it's not cancer. But it's like, yeah, but that person's probably still depressed. Like, I mean, it's not the same as that, but it's, it's, it's still pain. It's still depression. It's still something that's affecting them. It doesn't have to be cancer to matter. That's just all I'm saying. Because it's just like, damn, well, you don't know what he's going through either. You really don't. Because, like, that, you guys understand that tweet of KD looking like that? I'm like, bro, he looks homeless. And he's not. He's a multimillionaire. So what the fuck is he going through? It must be something serious. Like, for real, it has to be serious. Because a homeless person look like that makes sense. They're homeless. And being homeless is scary. It's, I can't even think of the word. Like, struggle is an understatement. So if he looks like that, 
with all this money. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you going through? What psychological traumas are you experiencing that just makes you not give a shit this much? How, like, what are you going through where it's like, all of these riches, all of these things that you have mean absolutely nothing to you. Meaning that it, it's not enough for you to just be happy. It's not enough for you to just enjoy it. Like, what are you going through? And again, I really want to stress this because again, I understand why people like, it's, it's, you want to, you want to crack jokes. Some of those tweets were kind of funny a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really think it was funny. Cause like I said, I feel this way where I'm like, I don't know what he's going through. It's kind of scary to me, to me. Cause I've never seen something like that. Even with my horrible hygiene and shit, I've never seen something like that. I've never had my skin look like that, you know? So for me, it just, it's concerning more than it'll ever be funny. Like, I also think that in our time, like for actually, let's no, talk about our time. I'll say like with me, I'm the type of person where like shit like that, where people make fun of it at first, I make fun of it like later, like after I've gotten all the information, after everything's been said and done and I know that everything's okay. That's when I laugh. That's typically when I laugh. That's why people always call me a very serious person. Is because it's like I'm like, was well, everything okay? Like I like I need to like know. I need to know what's happening because I'm usually concerned first. Because I'm just like, strange behavior, odd behavior is usually a sign that something's going on that I don't know about. So I want to know just in case it's not something bad. Because we all suffer. We're all going through shit. I just need to make sure it's nothing crazy, nothing bad. Then when I find out that it's not that bad. Or if I found out that everything worked itself out, then I can laugh. Then I can relax and be like, ha ha ha, this was fucking crazy. Because like I said, I understand that usually when people laugh at things, it's because they think it's like nuts. Like they're just like, bro, how could this be? I could never be me. Like I get that. But why, But I'm just saying, why is your first response to laugh at someone's suffering? Why is your first response when you see someone doing something that you would never do because you love and you care about yourself and your well-being? Why do you laugh at someone for not caring about themselves and their well-being? Why is that funny to you? Why? Because <laughs> it's not funny. I'm sorry, if it cannot stand, if it cannot withstand the test of time, it's not funny. If it ages ugly and poor because you grow up and you realize that that situation actually wasn't funny, it was never funny. You just didn't know any better. And again, that happens. That's life. But at some point, when are you going to observe your behavior and really look at yourself and question how you go about things? Why is it funny? That's all I've got to say. All right, keep your hate comments to a minimum. I'm a human being. <laughs> anyway, but um, I don't know. If anyone's listening to this and has any thoughts or opinions that they want to share, um, at me at MunaPDF on Twitter, at me at Muna.PDF on Instagram. Um, if, you, if you're disrespectful, you will just get blocked. I do not believe that I owe anyone anything ever, um, period. So... <laughs> I had to learn that the hard way, but 
you know, um, I don't owe anyone shit and people don't owe me shit. So if you disrespectfully, you just gonna get blocked. And I'm just saying that because that's true regardless. Uh, this conversation outside this conversation but if you have some thoughts even if you disagree like i'll read it if you're disrespectful i'll still read it but then you gonna get blocked so you know what i'm saying you really want to get it off your chest is at muna pdf on twitter at muna.pdf on instagram anyway um thank you for listening have a wonderful day rest in peace to the legend the artist virgil abloh happy birthday I hope you're enjoying paradise chadwick boseman i hope little tay's okay i hope bad baby is creating a life that is safe and healthier for her um and i just hope kevin durant is okay because shit is concerning it's concerning his appearance and a little bit of the other behaviors that i've seen it's, it's just concerning And I just hope everybody else is doing okay too. And that's all. Bye-bye until later.